Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. I'm so excited you're here. Man, that song never gets old. And if it does, I'm going to stay positive because I've heard it 10,000 times. And I got the big beefy muscles. I know he's on steroids, but hey, I'm positive for him. I'm so glad he's beefy. I'm kind of working that a little bit. Hey, but I'm glad you're here this morning. Uh, You may or may not know, but my wife was due yesterday with our second baby. And so uh, if you're watching this video, there's a good chance uh, that we're playing man-to-man defense in the Petrie family today. So we're so excited for what God is doing in the life of our family. Hey, I want to thank two groups of people this morning. Uh, just so excited for what God did this last week. The first group is everybody that came out to the Youth Leader Retreat. Absolutely incredible week down at the Lake of the Ozarks. We had 30 people crammed into my little lake house. And uh, it's cool when you unplug people from the world and plug them into Jesus and what God does in and through life. And so it's really awesome. We're going to talk about it a little later. But I want to say thank you to all the leaders that came out. Thank you for Holly and Drew. Okay, mainly Holly for all the cooking and Drew for the moral support. Um, but thank you guys for coming out and making that difference. I want to say a special thanks to our retreat speaker, Brian Mason. Man, awesome job just bringing the word of God, challenging the teens. Man, it's absolutely incredible. Thanks to all leaders for putting this together. Everybody was safe, had a good time. And so uh, in two Sundays, so August 12th, we're going to have a Next Generation Sunday, so we're going to celebrate all that God's doing in the lives of our teens. We believe they're today's leaders, not just tomorrow's leaders, and so we want to champion them. We believe in them. We want to encourage them. So mark your calendars if you're a parent or teen, and uh, it's a big showing from our church to support our next generation. Second thing, second group people I want to thank is our life group leaders. Man, summer life groups just wrapped up, and so I want to say thank you to all the life group leaders that made a huge difference and really connecting our church, moving from a crowd to a community. You guys are making a huge difference. It's awesome to see you guys serve together this semester and just make a huge impact. And we're excited for next semester. We're launching, we have double amount of groups launching this fall. So next month, I'm excited to see all that God is gonna do in and through our life group leaders. So let's give our life group leaders from the summer a big round of applause. You guys are awesome. You guys made it happen. Man, I love you guys. Extremely grateful for all you've done for opening your house and your heart to people around us. Hey, today we are finally finishing our series on Stay Positive, and so we're excited what God is going to do this morning, and I am positive that God is going to challenge you, and He's going to use you this morning just to to stir in your heart. So today we're going to speak about something I think we all struggle with, and that's a lack of confidence in our life at times. And so the reality is we all have uh, certain abilities we don't use. There are certain things in our life that we're insecure about, we're not great at, so we don't try them, we possibly avoid them. Maybe we're unsure about our future, so we're a little insecure about taking that next step or that risk or there's somebody around us and we're like man I don't know if I'm gonna step out and make that decision because I'm worried about other people think of us and for me I believe from my heart I'm most insecure just as a leader when I have to take a risk into the future it's just totally unknown like this could completely fail I'll tell you my story a little bit of starting the church and like all the voices that kind of go in your head as you're taking a big risk maybe as a husband as a leader for your family or maybe your business um, that's really what I feel like the voices really come after me. And so I know we all struggle. Uh, I don't know anybody in life that wakes up every morning and says, dude, my body's so fly. I love every part of it, every single inch of it. Uh, most of us probably about 43 different areas of our body we like to change. 
make better, maybe some Botox or steroids. I have no idea what's in it for you. Possibly the gym, but most of us may be a little too insecure to go to the gym. And so we have voices in their head. I don't know about you. My voice usually isn't, Sean, dude, it's going to be awesome. You're amazing. It's all going to work out. Usually it's, uh, dude, what were you thinking? What, what happened last time? Man, there's no way God can use you for this. And so oftentimes the voice in their head defeat us and tear us down. So we like to compensate. And so a lot of us avoid things. Uh, I see this a lot when I'm teaching people how to wakeboard or water ski. They don't want to do it, not because they, they don't have the ability to do it. They're just afraid to do it because somebody else is better than them. So if I'm not good at it or great at it, then I'm not going to try it. Like if that girl's not going to say yes, dude, I'm not going to ask her out. There's no way I'm going to take that risk. Sometimes we criticize things in front of us. Uh, oftentimes the things we really want to accomplish. You see a lot in the church world where the church is growing, church is making it happen, it's healthy, and then some people are tearing it down. Like, man, that's there's no way God can use that. It's like, ultimately you want to be a part of it, but since you can't be or you're not, you got to tear it apart. And oftentimes you see people that are overconfident, and I believe these people are often most insecure uh, type of person where the people, everything they do is great. If they're involved in it, it's gonna be amazing. It's the person who shows up to the budget meeting is like, we're gonna grow by 10% next year, even though we've never grown before. It's the person who's like done concrete once in their life and they're like the best concrete layer. You know, the person's never played basketball, but they can make every three-pointer. You guys have people in your life around you like that. Maybe the person uh, on the wakeboarding, every person's like, I'm gonna land a 360. They can't get up on a wakeboard yet, but they're going to land the 360, like so confident they can do it, but having even no skill whatsoever. You've probably seen people like that in your life. So I'll just describe briefly like three different types of insecure people, and I've been all three, probably multiple at times in my life. Uh, so you have the people pleaser, uh, you have the fisher, and the one upper. You guys are going to recognize these people pretty quickly. So the people pleaser, they're the people that say yes to everything, man, I want to do that. Oh, that's awesome. You want some coffee? How many creamers? Three, four. You want money? Hey, here's my bank account. Take my money. Sign my autograph. You might know some of these people in your life. And so if you know somebody like that, just put your hand up. Anybody like that around you, put your hand up. Okay, if you put your hand up, uh, you may be a people pleaser because you're trying to make me happy by putting your hand up. And so you might be that yes person. I'm not saying you are, so don't feel judged, but I love you, but you may be that people pleaser. There's the there's the fisher. These people go on Facebook. They're making that post and that picture that says, man, I feel like blah. Usually some like depresso thing and some person, oh girl, you're so gorgeous. Or you've had the hardest life ever. I'm sorry you stubbed your big toe. I mean, those people out there just have to get everybody to get arousal of something that's great in their life. And so they're saying all those bad things. And I don't know about you, maybe I've done it before, like for a Sunday, like, man, wasn't that sermon awesome? Like, dude, God's using our church, isn't he? Like, you're kind of fishing out there, like, dude, transform lives, things. You're doing. So you're kind of waiting for somebody to kind of speak up, like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, you got the one-upper. You know, the person is like, my kid memorized a, a verse in the Bible. And you're like, dude, my kid memorized a whole chapter in Hebrew. You know, it's got to just one-up it. And you're going on vacation for a weekend. The next guy's like, dude, I'm going on vacation for a month. It's amazing. We're going to an island that I bought. I mean, they're just gonna just go way crazy on you. Or maybe you've been sick with the flu and somebody's like, hey, I was sick too, man, it was so crazy. I almost died. It was actually so rare that no one's ever heard this disease and they named it after me, the Petri disease. You probably know people like that, this one up every single story, you're just like so sick of them, you're like, man, but I'm gonna be positive today, somebody can say anything negative. But there's weird things that trigger us really to uh, be insecure. I remember being in high school and you know we didn't really have like a lot of cool things, but there was these cool shoes that probably weren't even cool, but I thought they were cool, called Doc Martens. Anybody out there love Doc Martens? Yes, I got two people in this room that love Doc Martens. 
rest of you are just not cool, apparently. But I had to go get Doc Martens. My mom, and uh, it was paying for these. I was over at Walmart, wherever. I'm like, Mom, we gotta buy these $110 shoes. I remember like yesterday. I can't believe I begged my mom to buy these shoes. She finally broke down bomb for me because I'm a terrible kid like that. And just drug her to get these shoes. I wore those things that there was no soles on them. If you know Doc Martens, they got like a four inch sole. So I wore those things to death. But that's the insecurity, right? They had these cool clothes, I got these cool clothes. And so oftentimes like we have to do it in our life. And for me, like I was gonna try something unless I was good at it. So I wasn't gonna go do a sport unless I was gonna make the A team. Like I don't play on the C team, like I don't be on the A team. Or is that girl you like, you're not gonna ask her out until your best friend gets confirmation that she's gonna say yes, or at least kind of someone interested, otherwise you can get shot down and look like a fool. So we got all through that insecurity, right? And for oftentimes like our dreams are sidetracked by our insecurity. We let our insecurities rob us of the things that God has for us today. And that's the tragedy of insecurity. So today we're going to talk about godly confidence. Like what would it look like if you took that interview? So oftentimes we think, oh man, I can't do it, or I can't make it through college, I can't go back to college. Like what if you ask that girl out? I mean, there's so many good girls here at Real Life. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm talking about all these good girls are waiting for some good guy like you to ask her out. I'm just encouraged you to ask her out. Ladies, you are welcome. You are so welcome. These guys are going to come flocking to you today. And when you guys get married and you guys hook up and have your first baby boy, name Sean after me because I got this whole relationship going today. I know you guys are going to do that. I'm going to look back and make sure nine months from now, we'll see what happens. So today, we don't need self-confidence. We don't need to be confident in ourselves. It's so easy to say, hey, let's go to the self-help section at Barnes & Noble and become a better you. Um, and there's nothing wrong with loving yourself, love yourself, feel good about yourself. But there's something so much deeper than just feeling good about yourself. And really to max out your potential and all that God has for you, we have to cultivate a God confidence inside our life. We have to cultivate something so much bigger, so much better than just having self Confidence. There's a big difference. So where does this come from in the Bible? It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. This is found in the message. It says this, forget about self-confidence. Forget about self-confidence. The Bible says it's useless. It's absolute use. It has no purpose to be thinking highly of yourself, but instead cultivate a God confidence. Have a big faith in God. Trust God even more with your life. So why am I not focused on self-confidence? It's so simple when you think about yourself. I mean, I believe the heart is deceitful. The Bible says it's deceitful among all things. Who can know it? And so easy to deceive ourselves. Like we talk ourselves usually into like the dumbest choices sometimes. Like maybe we buy something we, we can't even afford. Like we're just like a pipe dream. Or maybe we're dating somebody. It's like, there's no way I should be dating this girl. She, she's nothing like God. This guy's no, nothing like God. And we let our heart just kind of direct our life. And so we don't trust ourselves in that. Or the Bible talks about our flesh being weak. The Bible actually says to put our flesh to death and put on the things of God. Paul even said not to have confidence in the flesh. Like our, our ability or our flesh is driving us to things that are far from God. And our behavior is inconsistent. Man, I can be so passionate about God on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, I'm like, squirrel. I mean, you just totally lost it. Like behavior is just left and right. Like how do we trust ourselves with this? But we're supposed to cultivate a confidence in God. The reality is we want to max out your life. You want God to use your life to the furthest extreme. Man, I'm positive that if we have a godly confidence that God is going to change your life. We don't put confidence just in ourselves. So today I just want to talk about three simple truths to help you cultivate godly confidence inside your life. The first thing is this, is that my God is always for me. I mean, what amazing truth to, to build confidence in God, that God is for you, that you're not on your own, that God isn't just here as the God of your good decisions, but also as the God of your bad decisions. So oftentimes we think, well, if I'm good, God loves me. If I'm bad, I've got to get myself out of this ditch. 
Like I'm gonna keep earning God's grace, but it doesn't work that get that way. God loves you. God gives His grace to you. God fills you. God wants the best for you because God is absolutely for you. You think about as a parent. Like I don't wait around for Jack to to make a mistake, like, and then I can take him out, you know, to the backyard and like whip him or something, right? Like nobody's waiting to go whoop on their kids, you know. You want to love your kids. You want the best for your kids. You want them to be filled with God. You want something better for them. You want them to be blessed. You want them to be secure. You want all these great things for your kids, and that's the way God wants it for you today. It says in Romans eight thirty one, it says, "If God is for us, then who can be?" against us. I mean, if God's for you, who can be against you because God is for you? In high school, I'm ashamed to admit this, not really, but I played the alto saxophone. Any band nerds out there? Cool, just me, that's awesome. Just one person, that's awesome. Well, I played alto saxophone. I went to a contest one year, and uh, so one year I took a solo, because I could play in a group, like that wasn't a big deal, uh, but I took a solo to contest, and I totally bombed the solo. Like, I, I memorized it, like you're supposed to do, uh, and I just got there and totally forgot like three or four majors in a row and I'm just know this is going bad and like I'm blushing it's all falling apart and I'm like dude I don't know what I'm gonna recover there's no recovery from this it's just like pack up and go it's over they'll give you a three out of sympathy kind of thing and I get out of the room a band director stopped me and said hey look you gotta start playing not to make mistakes but you gotta play to win and so oftentimes in life we think we're playing just to get by. Like, I don't want to screw this up. Like, oh man, don't make a mistake instead of really capitalizing on all that God has for us. And it's so cool that there's a God for us that we don't have to worry about making mistakes. Like, I do something every day that sins against God. I'm not perfect. There's stuff in my life that is so far from God, but God uses it every single day. And so I'm not worried about trying to impress myself and impress God or impress others because God loves me just the way I am. Amen. And so we lived to make the big play, like take the risk for Jesus. If God's calling you to step out, step out. If God's calling you something bigger, take that step. If there's the unknown, step into it. If it's uncertainty, take it full on. Don't be afraid of what God has for you because don't let insecurity drive your life. We can be full of confidence today and take risk for Jesus by doing stuff for God because we're not living for his approval, we're living from his approval, amen? Because of Jesus, I'm, I'm accepted by God. I mean, it's unbelievable that Jesus died on a cross for me. He accepted me just the way it was in the mess. I had to climb out of the mess, but Jesus came into the worst neighborhood in all the universe and died in my place on a cross and took my sin and cleaned up my mess for me so I can know him. So I have full confidence that there's a dad that's waiting for me that loves me, his arms wide open saying, son, I love you. And so I'm not going to walk through this world with a bunch of insecurity. I'm going to be confident in God. If you're trying to get out of debt, guess what? God wants you to get out of debt. God is for you. You can do it. You can get out of debt. You can take those steps. You can take those measures. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a long road, but guess what? God has a plan for you and God wants to use you and he can help you through that process. Maybe there's a relationship in your life that needs to be reconciled. You would think this is the farthest thing that God would ever do was to fix this relational problem, but God is for it. God wants it to work. Maybe there's something that's been going on for so long in your family that you've quit on it, but God wants to help you. Maybe you're starting a new business. Man, God wants you to be successful. God wants to use your business. I'm not saying you're going to be rich, that you're going to be a millionaire, it's going to come off the ground, be easy, but God wants the best for you. He has a dream for you. Maybe you're praying for a miracle today. Maybe there's something in your life that is really difficult and God wants to heal you. God wants to help you. God is here for you and God cares for you today. This is why I don't build self-confidence. It's not about what we can do in our abilities, but what Jesus can do in his ability today. It says in Hebrews 10:35, it says, so do not throw away this confident trust 
in the Lord. Don't throw out all you have with God. Don't forget how much confidence you can have in Christ. Remember the great reward that it brings. Like for us, it's our God is faithful. Like we're not faithful. God is faithful. God is good. We're not that good. And so we have a confidence in God that is bar none. And we live for him today. The Bible says this, I'm not confident in my flesh. I'm not confident in my heart. I'm not confident in my behavior. I'm confident in God. There's nothing that can stop me because my God is for me. Second thing is this, rebuilding confidence in God is that my God always helps me. I mean, I believe somebody's here today and needs to hear this, that God can help them. I believe we need God's help. Somebody needs to know that God's caring for them right now, that God's walking with them, that God is ultimately picking them up through the valley that they're in, through the struggle, through the pain, and he's here to help you today. I love this verse. It's found in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. It says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, with confidence that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Man, say that again, that the Lord is my helper. I mean, you believe that, that God is here to help you? I mean, most people think God's up on like a giant like stair step, like uh, Ace Ventura, right? <laughs> and he's got the slinky, <laughs> and he's got a magnifying glass, like burned all the ants, and we're thinking we gotta make God all, all happy and gotta follow a bunch of rules. But it's the complete opposite. God is with us, helping us through every single battle we face. And there's something powerful about having a helper, like somebody that can fix and repair the problems in our life. You know, the reality is most of us probably can't fix a sandwich, right? Like, we're like, we can mess that up. And I'm thinking down at the lake retreat this last week, uh, the power went out in my house, and it's kind of a crazy situation because uh, a family came down. I, I knew it was going to work this in the sermon. We'll talk about it a little later. But um, there's a family that came down, and one of the guys had, like, heat exhaustion, maybe didn't drink enough that day out in the sun. And so he's in my house, but there's no power, so there's no AC. So we're thinking, is he going to go to the hospital? Like, is what is really going on? So I'm, like, frantically trying to get the power going, and uh, the power's out in the whole neighborhood and stuff. So my dad had put a backup generator up in the garage, so I'm trying to backfeed the house. I'm getting a little nervous because like I don't want to blow up something, right? Like I'm gonna push a bunch of power down. I'm is this all right? So like we gotta call my dad, right? Like get on the phone. So let me go on the phone. Like none of the phones are working right. My dad's at work. His signal's going out. I mean it's like 20 minutes. Like just go hold my dad. Like go hold my dad. He's a match electrician. Dude's super smart. He wired it. Like he wrote the plan. He knows this can go on. So of course we get to hold him. He's like yeah, it's like one two three, dude. I'm like, oh, perfect, okay. So he just told you, flip the breaker to this, turn it on, great. Everything works perfect. And so for me, like once he told me the plan, like I had full confidence. Like I wasn't nervous at all that I was gonna blow something up or like burn down the house, right? And so having that, like we believe we have a master helper called Jesus that wants the best for our life. Just like my dad helped me, like we have confidence in everything that God is helping us. And some of you are in a difficult situation right now and you need to recognize that God is your help, your helper. Some of you guys are difficult in your marriage right now. You're thinking there's no way that my marriage can make it. You've tried everything on your own. You've done things 10,000 times over the same way. Always ends in a fight. Somebody's slamming a door. Somebody's walking out. The kids are crying. Everything's messed up. But God wants to help you through your marriage. And if you let God do that, he can radically change and save your marriage. Some of you guys are stressed out financially. You're stressed to the nines. You're wondering how you're going to make it through the next paycheck. You wonder how things are all going to work out together. But God is helping you. God has a plan. You just got to trust in him and his timing is perfect. He's going to provide for you. He's going to help his children. Some of you guys are in a difficult uh, situation where you have to have a conversation with somebody. And God's going to give you the words to speak. You're just wondering, like, I don't know how to make it through this. Like, I'm probably going to end up getting mad. But God's going to keep you strong. God's going to give you confidence. God's going to give you the words to speak, to be bold, and to be kind, to be clear to somebody else. And so as you walk in that conversation, God's there to help you. The Bible says you give those words to speak to other people. And if you're a leader, I believe you're called to the hard conversation. God wants you to step up to the plate. 
weight. And so don't neglect that. God is in that and God will help you through that. You know, some of you guys want to start a ministry and God's going to give you the faith to start it and to carry on and to move forward. And God's going to give you a piece about it. And you're thinking, there's no way I don't have any resources. I'm way out of my league. And God's going to prove you wrong. And God's going to start something awesome in and through you. You know, some of you guys are walking in a really, really hard time right now. So you guys are in a difficult situation and you just need help beyond what you could really imagine you'd help with. And even though you can't see God moving because it seems like it's not there, God is really ultimately working on your behalf. And sometimes you gotta look in the rear view mirror of life to really see that God was faithful and God was through that situation. And I went through a really hard, difficult season in my life where I lost a lot of friends, a lot of leaders in my life uh, that were spiritual leaders as well. And all this stuff went down and uh, looking back on it, I see God work through all these different pieces of it. But at the time, I didn't see that. At the time, I saw the problems, and I saw the people, and I saw the rhetoric, but I didn't see the God above that. And looking back, he's been so faithful to me in those times that as I move forward in the next season, I just know God's going to be faithful in the season I'm walking into. So I encourage you, if you don't see God moving, he's working behind the scenes for something on your behalf. He's working all things for good for you. The Bible says in Psalms 41, 6, uh, 46, 1, sorry, it says this, it says, God's our refuge and strength. He's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Man, you believe that he's an ever-present help? Man, that's just, it's a foreign concept. You know, like, he's really gonna be there and he is gonna be there. He helps you every single time that you're in trouble, that our God is with you, he's speaking to you, he is helping you. And so this is why we're not building self-confidence, we're building God confidence today because God is helping me and you through our trials in life. The third thing is this, I'm cultivating godly confidence because my God is still working in me. And I believe God is still working inside of me to make me more like Jesus every single day. I was down at the Lake Retreat, which I keep referring to because I was there for three days. And that's why I got a big sunburn. My face is peeling and my back's peeling and I'm all tired and all that good stuff. But Joe is jacking with me down at the Lake Retreat. He goes, man, you know those prayer hands like you put together and it's like really cool like symbol and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, that'd be cool to make a t-shirt for you with that. I'm like, oh man, you're just, that's so awesome. You want to do that for me and like do some awesome spiritual thing. He's like, no, dude, I'm going to give you one prayer hand and it's going to stay on the shirt, pimp slapped by the spirit. I was like, oh, I see how it works. So if you don't know the story, I was preaching, I don't know how this worked into a sermon, man, God just must have done it. But I'm sure when I was preaching, there was like thousands of people come to Christ and the power of God was coming down in real life and all the stuff's going down. And somehow I got like in the spirit and I said, man, it's like getting pimp slapped by the spirit. So I don't know, I talked to some lady later and she goes, man, I love your church because I never know what you're gonna say. So you never know, man, getting pimp slapped by the spirit is like a real deal apparently. But I'm gonna tell you this, man, God's still working in me. Now I believe that. Like I'm not perfect. Uh, that's just what came to mind. But God's still working in me. I believe God has a story that he's going to use. So uh, he said my ass like, how can God use me? It's like, man, he just does. God is writing a journey that we're on together to make things work together for him. So my God's still working in me. It says in Philippians 1, 6, it says, being confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion until the day of Christ Jesus that God is gonna complete the work he started inside of you. That believe my God's still working inside of me. He's gonna make me better. And then somebody needs to hear us today that maybe you've given up on God. Maybe you have a dream that's just hadn't come true. Maybe there's something in your life that you're struggling with, but God is gonna use you. Maybe you're here and you think, man, I live a life that's so far from God, he can't use me. I did something wrong and it's too big for God to forgive. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage you that God is not done with you. Maybe you guys have spiritual doubts. I mean, it's so, 
it's, it's natural. Like we doubt the Bible. We doubt God's faithfulness. We doubt what God can do. I'm here to encourage you that God is going to complete what he started in you today. And God's going to secure your doubts. He's going to give you more faith than you can see. And so don't worry about having doubts. That's a natural thing. And God's going to use that and correct that and show himself faithful to you throughout that season. Maybe you're stuck in a sin and you've been living the same rut over and over and over. You've gone back to the same addiction, the same problem for so many years. You think there's no way that God can change me, but God is faithful that he's working inside of you to change you until a day of completion. Maybe you feel so bad that you're so far away from God. Maybe you show up to church and it's every once in a while, you read your Bible like once a year and you know you pray at the family Christmas, right? You know, there's just no way God can use me. But I'm just gonna encourage you today that God put you here on purpose that you're here to hear this message on purpose, that God brought you this moment in time to encourage you that God wants to change your life because he is so faithful to you. He's not giving up on you, that God can still do something in your life. He's faithful back to him. So for me, if I was to be real honest with you, my life is a little confession time for the pastor. You might say, dude, looks like Sean's got all together up on stage, right? Like Sean's just got it all going and you couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm not anywhere near perfect. There's stuff I do every single day that's far from God. And if I was real honest with you, I would just tell you that I always struggle with being a leader. I never feel good enough to lead a church. I never feel good enough to be married to my wife. I never really feel good enough really to lead at home. I never, there's not a day that goes by that I think, man, you're, you're amazing, like perfect, 100% job. There's always something that could be better. And so for me, like I struggle with insecurity. I struggle with fears and doubts. And those voices come to my head, but I'm confident that God is still working in me. And that's why I'm not putting my confidence in myself because Jesus is who I put my confidence in. It's not my ability that launched the church. It's not my ability that makes things better. It's not my ability to be a great husband. It's all about Jesus. So I just try to get out of the way of what God is doing today. Maybe you're here today, I don't know what voices you struggle with. I don't know what insecurities are across your plate. I don't know your story, what you grew up with, but I believe God wants to help you, that God is with you, that God is for you, and that God is still working in you today. And so today you can choose to be confident in God. Today you can place your faith and trust in Jesus and say, hey, look, I'm gonna be positive. Even though life isn't beautiful, things aren't going my way all the time, I'm gonna be confident in what God has for me today. Today I choose to stay positive. If you just pray with me this morning, I just want to encourage you to follow God. Father, we come before you. God, thank you for your truth and your power. God, thank you for being a God that loves us. God, that died on a cross for our sins. God, thank you for transforming our hearts. As we continue to pray, just take a moment. You might say, Sean, I feel like I'm just inadequate. I don't feel good enough to really be a parent. I feel like a failure at home. I feel a failure at work at times. I feel guilty that I'm not making a bigger difference for the kingdom of Christ. And maybe they say, you know what? I don't want to put my confidence in myself anymore. I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to trust God even more. I want to give God myself. I want to cultivate a godly confidence inside my heart. Across this room, if that, if that is you, if you say yes, I want more confidence in God. I want my confidence in a good, good God. Will you just lift your hands right now? Just God make me more confident. If that's your prayer, you just lift your hands all around this room. God, thank you for a church that just wants more of you. God, thank you so much for just your heart, God, to, to instill in us not a, a vision of ourselves, God, but a vision of your story, that this isn't a story that we're writing for ourselves. God, I pray for the voices of discouragement that is speaking to our lives, God, that we wouldn't settle, God, for those voices, God, that we lift you up through these voices and follow the dream you have for us. 
God, I pray that we'd accomplish greater things through you, God, that we look for you for our confidence. I pray for those who are incredibly discouraged today, God, that they would be incredibly encouraged by the fact that you began a good work in them and you'd be faithfully carried on until the day of completion. Man, as we continue praying today, nobody looking around, there's some of you right now that feel confident that you're standing with God. Maybe you don't know exactly where you're at. Maybe you don't feel confident and you're standing with God. Maybe you feel like you've let God down. Maybe you feel like you grew up in church, but you never knew God. You knew the rules, you knew the religion, you knew the feeling of guilt, you knew it was like to go and carry a Bible, but you really didn't know the God of the Bible. Maybe you don't think you're good enough for God. Maybe you've made too many mistakes, you've gone too many directions on your own, you did life your own way. And really the reality is this, there's only one person that's good enough for God, and that's God's own son, Jesus. And when we feel insecure because we're not perfect, we're not holy, we're not good enough, there's one person who is. There's somebody that has lived a perfect life, this sinless life, and his name is Jesus. And he did something for us that we can't do for ourselves. And this is why we don't have confidence in ourselves. We have confidence in the goodness of God, that there's a God that loved us so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. That those of you right now that by the very nature are separated from God by your sin, but Jesus, who was without sin, he gave his life in our place so that we could live. You know, some of you in this very moment, this is the reason that you're here today, that it's time for you to get right standing with God. You can have godly confidence that when you die, that you'll wake up in eternity with heaven. You can have a full confidence that when you place your trust in Jesus, that every sin that you've ever committed will be forgiven. And some of you need to say this morning that Jesus, I want you in my life. I want to put my confidence in you. And today by faith, I surrender to you. When you call on Jesus, he forgives your sins and gives you the Holy Spirit. That's why many of you are here today to say yes to Jesus. So all across this room, if that's you, if you say yes to Jesus, yes to putting your faith in him, yes to having your confidence in him, yes to trust to him and surrender to him, if that's you, would you put your hands up across this room right now and say yes to Jesus? So anybody like that today, say yes, I need Jesus in my life. If you raise your hand this morning, I encourage you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me my sins. God, make me new. God, I want to walk with you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, I pray you'd fill me. God, thank you for sending Jesus down the cross for my sin. You can take my life, God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, real life, would you stand your feet and just worship big for those who accepted Christ today? It's so amazing what God's doing. There's always, every week, there's people that know Christ and meet Christ, and He's so faithful to us. And so I want to encourage you as a church, um, if you accepted Christ this morning, just to check, I commit my life to Christ. Let us know. We'd like to help you on your next step in your journey with Jesus. We've got an awesome place on our website. You can check it out. It's amazing just to follow the story of what God has for you. And so we want to help you, encourage you. If you stop by our Hope Central, we got a Bible we'd love to give you. We'd love to pray with you if you want to come up after this gathering and pray with you together. Just encourage you as you walk with Christ. Hey, we're going to sing one more uh, part of a song this morning. And uh, we're just going to worship Jesus' name. He's the only name worthy of our praise. And so we're going to lift up this morning. What a beautiful name in the name of Jesus. So thank you guys for being here. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.